Hello and welcome to the Shireen and Kasai awesome podcast. So how are you feeling today, Shireen? Feeling great, feeling ready to talk some controversy around the Second Amendment. Great. So first of all, let's start by outlining what the Second Amendment is. Under the Constitution, it states that a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, What are your uh, thoughts on that? I think think it's a very controversial thing right now, especially between the Republican and Democratic parties. And it's not helping with the whole polarization uh, climate that's very evident in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. And I agree. And I also think that this clause is somewhat very vague because when you're talking about a militia, that's a term that's you that was used in the 1800s and isn't really applicable to the 21st century, I feel like. And when the thing is, when you talk about guns, I feel like the reason that it causes so much controversy, especially in the US, is because of the amount of people that they kill and the and the government's inability to properly regulate the selling of guns. And you can see this in the uh, in the school shootings that were happening in 2019 and in the many years before that. 2019 was uh, a re- like a uh, record-breaking number of school of mass shootings in general. There was about 470 shootings in that year alone, which is crazy because it's legal. 470. And it's 470 and it's constitutional as and in, everything. As in like 470 different schools that have had... Don't, it's not, um, this isn't... This isn't just for schools. This is like 471 shootings um, throughout uh-huh. the United States in different locations. Mm-hmm. And I think like the reason that that does happen is because the government is making it really easy for people to just own guns. Yeah, and the Second Amendment is being protected by a lot of different uh, factors like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and uh, Supreme Court. Like uh, in 2008, in the... Uh, DC versus Heller case. So, um, the Supreme Court voted uh, f- like a 5-4 majority that the second, uh, that second Amendment continues to protect the rights of private individuals. But that was, that was about 12 years ago. And there have been 153 mass suit- shootings since then that have led to the death of 1,000 people. And there have been many more that while they didn't lead to deaths, but they've led to a lot of injuries. And that's why a lot of people believe that it's a discussion that should be reopened like to the extent of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And do you think that, uh, and uh, sorry, I just wanted to ask, it was that ruled on a federal level? Yes. Interesting. There's also, uh, I think prior to that, it's, it's, it's quite late, but there was, State v. Miller in 1939, where the Supreme Court avoided addressing constitutional scope of the amendment, stating that shotgun barrels less than 18 inches was an ordinary military equipment protected by the Second Amendment. And it and that's where it basically remained very vague until the 2008 Heller, uh, Heller case that you just mentioned. And, and still, <laughs> still, uh, guns are very accessible to people. But it's not just because of the Supreme Court. I mean, the Constitution isn't helping because the Second Amendment is like a part of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. And 
because of that, it's so protected because it's so hard to ratify the constitution, make any amendments, especially to the Bill of Rights, because you need you need a, such a large majority of the country. It's like three quarters of the population to actually agree to do this. And because of the polarization, it, it just seems so impossible. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you something. This is something I find very interesting because this is something I like researching and like comparing, Absolutely. right? Uh, for example, let's say in let's say in Tunisia we had the 2010 Arab Spring, and there was obviously some violence between the police and between the people, and there's been somewhat a long history of violence of uh, police brutality in Tunisia. Um, and the thing is, for me, during the revolution, or I guess revolt or whatever you want to call it. One of the things that I found out that distinguished it from other uh, countries throughout the Arab world is that, for let's say, let's take Syria or Libya as an example, it then erupted to civil war. And one of the main reasons that I think it erupted to civil war is because guns were easily accessible to the people and people were accustomed to kind of having guns. Whereas in Tunisia, gun laws were very, very strict. And I do to an extent appreciate that because that would have caused even more chaos and it would have caused the civil war, I feel like. And with the US, I feel like if anything were to happen, it would it would definitely like it would definitely go to civil war. And yeah, definitely. And especially with so many people kind of being anti-government by having and also having the right to have firearms, that's that's a bit scary and I know that like the framers of the constitution they did that in order for the citizens to protect themselves a against British people but also against uh, wildlife in general because people were surrounded uh, throughout wildlife which at that time does to an extent make sense but do we do we really need it and is it not just in a sense kind of putting the government at threat if anything were to happen I think it's crazy. It's it could lead to like these kinds of this kind of like it's a very controversial topic, and it could erupt in something possibly as big as the civil war because both Republicans and the Democrats have very different and opposing views to uh, how they feel about the Second Amendment because um, we the Republicans believe in uh, preserving the ideals set by the founding fathers and like keeping everything traditional this is what the founding fathers wanted this is why they made it really hard to ratify the constitution we should we should like stay true to that and then democrats um believe that they should adapt that like there should be like some sort of adaptation to the second amendment um by either like increasing the protection like increasing the security and how to get it or just abolishing it altogether because of the belief that nature of society has changed since the founding fathers and the america isn't the America that it was then, and that the people who have who are following the constitution, they have they have changed. So the constitution itself should change as well. And it's just a really big issue, and it just it could only lead to more problems. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and I do and I do agree with that. Uh, I believe, like, kind of one of right now, also apart from the fact that it's really diff uh, apart, apart from the fact that Congress is really polarized. You also have the National Rifle Association, the NRA, which have, which are really, which are, which is a really powerful U.S. lobby, and I feel like they have a big part to play in this too. 
What are your thoughts on the NRA? I think I think they've gained a lot of. They have a very big, like a, a very big support mandate, and there is a lot of people behind them that they they are such strong defenders of the Second Amendment, which also makes it very hard for like Democrats to kind of um, make a stance against them because they have so much support and power within uh, among the people, and it's it, that's the foundation of democracy, and you can't. It's people. If people support them, then what you can't really stop that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And they also get a lot of support financially, and the financial support, or not support, the financial, the money that they bring into uh, lobbying, is just crazy. And that's why I feel like they're able to, uh, to you know, to have so much power in U.S. government. And to be and to implement um, and to implement these laws also on a federal level. Which speaking of, it was the 2010 McDonald versus City of Chicago, which extended the 2008 hearing that you were talking about to the federal uh, to the federal level. Uh, speaking about that, uh, speaking about people who feel like they should have a gun, the main reason or the main argument that's being put forth is that I want to have a gun or I need to have a gun because I need to protect myself. And I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like it's good. A lot of people believe that um, owning a gun and being, having the right to defend yourself is a human right. But I believe that if, a hu- if it has a, if it harms other people, then it shouldn't, it can't, cannot possibly be, um it can't it's not that should be prioritized lives of the people around you should be prioritized more than you owning a gun because it's a huge risk factor and be it's so easy to um get get a gun and get your hands on a gun that there are so many people's lives who have been put at risk and a lot of people a lot of casualties that happen and i just don't believe that at this point it is the human right that a lot that a lot of people proclaim that it is if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, technically, they do have the right to own a gun under the Second Amendment. However, it's just causing a lot of controversy that is, to an extent, unnecessary. And the other argument that people bring up is that they need a gun to feel safe. To an extent, I do understand that. But I also do think that uh, you do have the police force. And that shows a lot about U.S. politics that if you're willing to have a gun and, uh, you know, if you're willing to have a gun and not trust the police force, I feel like that says a lot about the government's inability to really, um, to really do and like to to make their own people feel safe. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um. And yeah, the other main argument that's being brought for that guns should be removed uh, is, is like you said, is because of the safety factor. And I saw this, uh, this like kind of conference they were having. It was, it, it was the famous school shooting. I don't know if you saw the video. Uh, I think it was, I want to say 2018 or 2019 school uh, shooting. 2018. Um, there were quite a few in 2018. Maybe the MSP okay. one. 
but it was uh, I'm not sure, but it was like it was quite big. Uh, and they had like an NRA spokesperson speak in front of two, in front of the kids that were affected uh, by the school shooting. And I just found out, I just found out, I don't know, just very weird because <laughs> the way that the NRA was uh, spokesperson was speaking was kind of insensitive because what she was basically saying is, I get that you're mad. I get that you're frustrated, but it's all right. <laughs> I feel you like know. there has to be, with the NRA, there has to be a degree of self-awareness of the kind of damage that could possibly be inflicted on, on the lives of the people around them. And I think that is where a lot of people, a lot of mostly Democrats are upset when it comes to um, the support that the NRA get, both like financially and with like the, their mandate, that there is this absence of self-awareness of what having a gun actually like means and that's where a lot of the problems between democrats and republicans comes from yep i agree i agree i also feel like because of the uh because of the americans people's polarization towards this issue this also allowed the both uh both of the political parties to kind of gain more supporters and increase their prop their platform in a sense with democrats being anti more anti-gun and with Republicans being more pro-gun. And that is pretty so, much the issues around the Second Amendment in a nutshell. Yep. So that is all today for Shireen and Kasai's awesome podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give and us a thumbs up and subscribe. And subscribe and give us a comment if you do listen to it, which you should. <laughs> And tell us what you think. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.